Welcome to the podcast. It's a no for me. I'm your host, Star. And I'm Josie. Thanks for joining us today. Baby, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. You see us out healing and we're folks in the back. Baby, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. You see, it's out here healing and we're growing. Yes, I'm loving the excitement that you got going on here today, and I think I know why. <laughs> We're excited to have y'all. Thanks for joining us today. What we got popping today, sis? We're talking about a topic we, well, I kind of mentioned I was going to talk about, so we're finally going to talk about it. Let's go. We'll start off with the quote, you know, so we could dive into the topic. Let's go. So, this is by Ta- uh, Tony Robbins. In essence, if we want to direct our lives, we must take control of our consistent actions. It's not what we do once in a while that shapes our lives, but what we do consistently. Mmm. There's that word consistency. (laughs) Consistency when it comes hand to hand with no habits, your goals, make sure, you know, to reach your goals, I feel like you should implement habits to get you there. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into it. All right. So, um, I'll, I'll just say, before you even go into it, my personal struggle with habits. Yeah. All together. Um, I feel like deprogramming and reprogramming the way we do things, the habits we form, um, unlearning things, breaking, you know, into new structure is obviously a challenge and it's not something that people do naturally, um, when we're trying to change our lives and our behaviors. So I'm really excited, um, about this topic today because I think that it's very important that people be educated on, what it even, I keep saying it in every episode, what the hell does it look like? Right. And so today we're going to finally get a, an opportunity to talk about that. And so you've um, been doing some research from the book, what's it called? Atomic Habits. Right. It's and I. Mr. James Clear. By Mr. James Clear. And I finally finished that book, The Mountain Is You. So I think this is going to be a dope oh, combo. Yeah. So let's get into I'm it, like, sis. I'm hear about. I haven't read that book, so yes. I'm interested to hear about that one. <laughs> okay, let's go. So, uh, what we're going to be discussing today is literally strictly from James Clear. It's his. It's from his book, Atomic Habits, but this is basically just his, like a summary, his strategy guide is what he calls it. So, he basically talks about how to create a habit, um, and this one has five steps, like five I don't even call it steps. They're kind of like tips on how to ensure you create a successful habit, right? Okay. So, um, fucking choking here. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was just like, I got it. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Oh, fuck, there was something I wanted to say. 
whatever. So, okay, so in order to really change a habit, we have to know how they work, right? Because right. we can't just, I mean, you can just dive into it and see how it goes. And if it fails, it fails, right? Right. But I'm one of those people <laughs> that likes to know how things are ran. So I can know how to troubleshoot if I need to troubleshoot. So I like to know how it goes and the reversal of things. Not everybody likes to do that, but I feel like when it comes to habits, it's kind of helpful so that you know where it went wrong and how you could proceed to make sure that the habit sticks. Mm. So he talks about five, like I mentioned, there's five tips, right? To make this a more successful habit. The first one is start with an incredibly small habit. Mm. So we oftentimes want to jump into something real quick, like, I'm trying to lose fucking, what, 20 pounds or whatever. Right. And it's like, girl, how about you start with two, five <laughs> pounds, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but um, the example that he gives, it's basically when people first start to want to build a new habit, they say, oh, I just need more motivation or I don't have the willpower to do all that, right? Right. And I think that's because we're constantly tricking ourselves into believing that we have to make this big leap when it comes to a habit, right? So that's why he says start off incredibly, incredibly small, you know? Well, and before you go a little bit deeper, Atomic literally is like the smallest of the smallest, yep. uh, like microscopic yep. um, level of things. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's talking like the tiniest degree of change. Yeah. Gotcha. He, he kind of um, talks about it in the book because he says how he chose that because it's the small, you know, it's small habits that build the big outcome of the chain. Right. So even if they seem so small, in the long run, you'll realize how big of the impact it causes. So you don't have to go for something huge, like he says. Right. So, um, he says how there's this professor at Stanford. He says that the, he calls it the motivational, motivational wave, which is, you know, how we usually go up and down with our motivation. And yeah. Like, I feel like that's just how humans are. We're just like, we're so, <laughs> so for something to begin with. And then yeah. we're like, uh. <laughs> like, it like I'm stuff. good. Yeah, I agree. I could say I used to do that. Like with, like, when it came to diets, because I don't care for diet. Yeah. But, um, but it is what it is. So let's go. So in order to solve the problem of, you know, losing that motivation soon after starting, he says, pick a new habit that is easy enough that you don't need motivation to do it. So rather than starting with 50 push-ups per day, start with five push-ups per day. Right. So it's still the same habit you want, but in smaller increments. And it's doable. You're not setting yourself up for failure. And that's the thing. You kind of don't have an excuse to say you can't do it. Right. Because it's so small. Yeah. You know? So that's the part where you don't need the motivation to make, mm. have you do it. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of how you should initiate a, a new habit because you don't want it to seem like a job. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I agree. All right. So... That's the example for the first one. So just start with something small. Like he says here, five push-ups instead of the 50, right? Right. So that would be something as simple as 
like incorporating a fruit, <laughs> yeah, you know, diet wise. And I, I think for the examples that I will use will be diet related because as you know, I'm trying out this keto shit. And not only <laughs> that, but we're both plus size and this is, it is such a thing. Oh, yeah. And you know, just as women and it's a relatable topic. Yeah. So you're saying pick something that doesn't even require effort, doesn't require a lot of change mm-hmm. in your daily life. Yeah. Cool. One more example real quick. Let's mm-hmm. say you want to start meditating. Mm-hmm. I used to always give this one out. If you want to start meditating, we're so... Of course you want to meditate for a long period of time because it's more beneficial. But when you're first starting off, I would always say start with one minute. Literally yeah. one minute. Just to start training yourself to the habit. And that's perfect here, right? If you want to do 10 minutes a day, just start off with one minute. That When I first started... I wanted to just, you know, levitate off the ground and be one with earth immediately. And it was really hard for me to just like focus or whatever I thought meditation was supposed to be was not it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I had a bunch of thoughts of like, what the fuck? Like it was just a lot going on in silence. And I'm accustomed to having earphones on and, you know, always appreciating music or some kind of noise so that just one small minute being intentional about that i've progressed so yeah it's it sucks but yeah it does better and it's interesting to me too that just telling someone to start for a minute immediately puts them off as it's bullshit exactly and which is so interesting because instead of me like oh okay i could do a minute It'll be like, no, I'm going to do 10. And then you get mad when yeah. you can't do the 10 and focus. Yeah, it's like we don't believe the believable, but we want to believe something that uh, we preposterous. can't really make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number two is increase your habits in a very small way. Okay. So, you know, we're starting off small, but that doesn't mean we're staying small. We're, we're going to increase. And that's where... I think the momentum picks up and you're able to hopefully keep it going, right? Mm, so okay. he, he puts this quote for this, so I, I'll read it real quick. It says, success is a few simple disciplines practiced every day, while failure is simply a few errors in judgment repeated every day. That's mm. by Jim Brown. I, I like that quote, so... Anyway, yeah, success is a few simple disciplines practiced every day, while failure is simply a few errors in judgment repeated every day. This makes me think of one of the quotes in The Mountain Is You, and they talked about how if you experience, um, if you experience one life circumstance. That's just life happening to you. Mm-hmm. But if you start experiencing chronic chronic life issues, then you are the issue. Yeah. Right? And and just thinking about like when you put that all into one, it's the ignoring the failures and continuing to just do it so much so that it's a pattern, which of course is also considered a habit. Versus, you know, having one out, you know, outside circumstance affect you 
and not having the resilience to bounce back as fast as you perceive you need to per- yeah. to bounce back. So I I resonate with that quote because I don't think that's the way we're meant. I don't think that's the way in which we've grown to see yeah. what success and or failure is exactly. at all. So yeah, love that. So for the second point, it was increase your habits in a small way, right? So yes. for this one, he talks about how he, he says increase it by 1%. In- so increase your habits in very small ways. So with this one, like I said, you're going to start off small, but you're going to increase as time goes. You could, and then this for you could be where you could take your own liberty of doing things personally. So you could increase every week. You could increase bi-weekly every month. Depending on what the goal is, um, I think you should gauge those increments on what it, what it is. Because okay. like for, like if it was going to the gym, um, if you're starting off, you're not going to want to jump, like, increase real quick, you yeah. know? So, like I said, gradual. use your own judgment on how fast you want to increase. But the point is to increase. Because how he says, your willpower and your motivation with time is also going to increase, which is what's going to help you sustain the habit. Um, for number three, he talks about how you should break up your habits into chunks if it's like something big. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say, for example, you you want to meditate for 20 minutes a day. How about starting off with 10-minute sessions? So, two 10-minute sessions. I used to do this. I um, <clears throat> wanted to meditate for a long time. And, obviously, I was kind of barely getting into the practice. So, I knew I was not going to be able to sit there for that long. So, I did that. I broke it up into 10-minute segments. I used to do it in the morning and then at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So that helped me over time increase my ability to sit in meditation for a longer period of time. So now I could do like, I probably do a long time. But What's a long time, man? The, well, the most I've done is 45 minutes. Really? And that's just because I I felt like I didn't have more time in the Shit, day. that's me staring at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I probably could have gone longer if my internal clock didn't keep me from thinking I had more time in the day, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so for, if it was 50 push-ups a day, you'll start off with five sets of 10, you know, just breaking up the thing. So it doesn't seem too overwhelming basically. Right. Cause he says, if you continue adding 1% each day, then you'll find yourself increasing very quickly within two to three months. Um, so that means like, yes, it's good that you're increasing, but then it's going to be way too much and it's going to be like overwhelming. So that's mm-hmm. when he says, if it becomes too much of the increase, then break it up. So it doesn't seem, like I said, overwhelming. Right. Um, and then that's why he says that will help you keep the momentum going. Okay. Because I think that's what keeps us from actually following through on our habits is, yeah, the momentum picks up because we're excited, but then it simmers down real quick. Real quick. We either find it difficult or, you know, our motivation is just not there. Yeah. So. You have to be willing to do that even when you're not in the mood. And Exactly. You're trying to be this type of person, basically, right? Right. Like, let's, for me, perfect example. Um, 
I'm trying to be the type of person that cares for her body and is healthy. Right? Yeah. Because I'm not going to say I want to be the type of person that goes to the gym because that's not really what the hell I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I just want to be healthy <laughs> and treat my body right. Yeah. That's all I care about. So yes. I'm going to start basically... This kind of goes into the whole visualization and embodiment of things. How you really have to put yourself in those situations in order to see yourself fulfilling that. You know, mm-hmm. because we could just say things and not believe it. And that's when the follow through doesn't come because we don't imagine ourselves even being in that position. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we're self-sabotaging before we even initiate it. Exactly. So he basically says it embody those characteristics of that type of person you want to be Mm. so so almost like just in you know step into that role even if you haven't gotten all the way there like exactly where you want to be but put yourself in the shoes of someone who cares about their body and wants to be healthy yeah what would that kind of person do in the moment that she has right now right okay yeah yeah I see that. All right. Number four says, um, I know I mentioned this one. I think it was in the previous two Mm -hmm. episodes. Um, But it says, when you slip, get back on track quickly. So the quote he states for this one is, the best way to improve your self-control is to see how and why you lose control. And that's by Kelly McGonigal. So this quote, I was actually going to choose it because I found it very, like, profound how it really is. If we want to increase our self-control, we got to understand why it is that we lose it. Kind of like the troubleshooting I talked about earlier. Yeah. We get lost in thinking, oh, we just can't do it. But it's because you're not figuring out why you can't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes me think of the quote that I was reading in The Mountain Is You where... It, because the mountain signifies like two tectonic plates that have to come together and cause a fault, fraction, um, fractions and frictions and all kinds of things in order to form. Yeah. Right. And their representations, one mountain or a side of the mountain is your consciousness, the conscious you that is aware you want better. The other side is the subconscious you that can't understand why the fuck you can't get it together. Yeah. And you, you, the job is to resolve them both. Oh. Right? So to like, not really merge them, but to understand them so that understand they can work both. together. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's so, I think the most hard part of it all. Yeah. Because... It's just kind of like the healing process. A lot of us don't want to know what the hell we're doing wrong or, you know, yeah, what is keeping us from doing our thing. Exactly. One of the things that they that he mentioned or that was said in that book was like the example of, okay, you know, you want to do healthier, like eat healthier or be healthier. And one of them had me fucked up because I was like, you're in my business. You need to stay out of my business. But <laughs> it was just like. You know you want to eat healthier. You know you want to do better. And for whatever reason, you don't. Well, the truth is, under all of that, whatever the reason you're sabotaging yourself is, it's meeting a subconscious need. And usually, you've also mentioned this, that need is to stay safe. Mm -hmm. It's to stay in a 
a, a place that is comfortable. You have control mm-hmm. over the outcome. If you fail, you already knew that. Exactly. It, as opposed to what if you succeed and now I'm a bad bitch and they can't stay off me. What I'm going to do then? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, there are so many like ways to look at this idea of habits and sabotage and how they go hand in hand. But I really like that visual of having to understand the subconscious and the unconscious, but also why they're there and what they mean in terms of the way you operate as a human being. Yeah. It's a diet app thing or something, but what people say that it's successful for is because it adds psychology to the mix. Mm. So it helps you evaluate your eating habits and understanding in what situations you consume more or deplete yourself from food. So it kind of goes to show like, Oh shit, I'm eating more in social situations because of my anxiety, you know, things like that. So that helps you understand why you're doing the thing. Right. So I, I, I love things like, like understanding our actions based off what we think and yeah. how we feel about things. So And that goes literally it, that's exactly what what this whole thing is about. Understanding why. Um one of the things the book mentioned was, well, if you're one of those people that eats because food comforts you, what is it or that is that is soothing to you what is it that you continuously need soothing from yeah i was like girl don't do that because i don't you don't do that the chips yeah (laughs) right now i gotta figure out what the fuck i'm eating these chips for (laughs) like and and it has been eye-opening yeah i bet because sometimes it, it goes deep and you're like oh shit like yeah you start to realize, like, damn, it's been years, too, years. that I've been doing this for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if I want to look into it. Uh, you know, because what exactly are you soothing? Are you soothing loneliness? Are you soothing sadness? Are you soothing anxiety? Like, there's so many things it could be, and it's yeah. different for every person. But, again, it wasn't even until I really was just like... Damn, that's true. You got to sit back and really think about, okay, if my desire is to be healthier and to be better, how am I not able to comprehend and do the things that it takes to get there if I am obviously well-equipped? Like, I feel like I should be well-equipped, but apparently I'm not because here's my struggle. And that's what people... Or I could say people, but that's what I, I've struggled with, is understanding, but not actually applying. What came to mind right now was, have you ever heard the concept of the hungry ghost? No, but I feel like you mentioned this. I, I don't know if I have mentioned it, but I, this was something I really liked to talk about before. Dr. Gabor Mate. The top of my head, I forgot where he's from, but... There's basically this Buddhist concept, and I know it's used in other concepts, but it's called the hungry ghost. Mm. And it basically talks about, and it could be used for multiple things, like, um, you know, our eating habits, anything that's an addiction, basically. And he talks about how we're constantly trying to feed something, and it's called the hungry ghost, because it's, it's something that we have internally that we're constantly trying to feed. To soothe, in you know, that's the word I like to use. We're constantly trying to soothe that inside ghost with 
our addictions, whether it's food, drugs, sex, whatever, gambling. And you have to identify what that is in order to stop feeding it. Yeah. So it's the same concept of understanding why you're doing things. And yeah, that's where you start to heal from that because you start to understand yourself and then you can proceed with, do you want to keep making that choice? Because it's always up to you. If you want to continue that path, then it's fine. Yeah. That's on you. That's the damage you're causing yourself. But it's also, you have the choice to decide, oh shit, I learned something and I don't like how it's affecting, had, you know, me. affecting yeah. me. So you could choose the other route. But yeah, the hunger goes... That may be another to- uh, another episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm, because you've mentioned a lot it before. Yeah, I, I hear that. One of the things you you have mentioned the step four in this whole thing of when you slip, get back on track, and not allowing it to go on more than two days. Yeah, and that stuck with me. Um, after that crappy week I had, if y'all remember, <laughs> where I ain't do shit. <laughs> Um, my next week was beautiful. It, I mean, I feel like I thrived, in fact, and part of it came from just the sheer anticipation of this conversation. It came with, um, you know, after speaking to my therapist, just like, girl, you all right? That week is gone. We here now. And just really rocking with that and, and continuing forward. And so I noticed now there haven't been many times where I have consciously made the same decision to not be, perform well. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to look at it from that mindset of, I can't weigh myself down because of one, you know, one shitty week, one shitty mistake, yeah. you know? And that's what um, James Clear talks about, how top performers also commit the same issues as us. Yeah. The only thing is that they get back qu- on track quick, Resilient. you know, like right after. And um, he talks about a research. So there's a research that shows that missing your habit once, it has no effect on you. Yeah. Like it has no effect long-term on your long-term process, but rather trying to be perfect and abandoning your all or nothing mentality. Right. So we can't focus on being perfect when it comes to habits, because that's not a realistic thing. Right. I mean, to me, the thought or side of perfection is I don't think of perfection because I don't think it exists. Um, so I think being able to tell yourself, like, if I mess up, that's fine. But like it, like I mentioned before, you don't ever want to lose or miss something twice in a row. Yeah. Um, uh, what he says here is you shouldn't expect to fail, but you should plan for failure. Take some time to consider what will prevent you from your habits happening. What are some things that are likely to get you in your getting your way, right? Mm-hmm. So this is basically evaluating what is going to stop you in your tracks. You yes. Know? So you can't use that excuse when it happens. Exactly. That which is so annoying, but so good. <laughs> like I want an so good, right? So if you're trying to meditate, but you know, or you know, whatever the goal is, but I'll use meditation for this example. And your phone is always pinging and panging, and you don't turn that thing on silent. That's not going to be helpful for you. For me, when you said that, I immediately thought how I was supposed to go to the gym, but the squad wanted to go (laughs) somewhere else. And I was like, hmm, I didn't really calculate that into my plan. (laughs) So, (laughs) 
you know, but it's things like that of planning ahead and part of planning ahead, you have to know yourself. Oh, yeah. You have to know yourself well. Even if things are impromptu. Impromptu, <laughs> okay? Out of left field. Yeah. You just need to be consistent, not perfect. Right. Right? And he says, build an identity. That's the word I've been looking for. An identity of someone who will never mm. miss a habit twice. So that's what we're trying to do. Build the identity of a person that we what we're trying to accomplish right within our habits that was number four don't miss consecutive like don't miss two days in a row basically got you yeah one but if you do slip up make sure you just get back on track yeah don't beat yourself up for it it's fine we all do it but the the trick there is just be, get back on it yeah um number five is patience Ooh wee. we all love the patience Especially when it comes to building a new habit, it's like, oh, shit, you better be patient. Okay, you better do something. And the importance of that is sticking to a um, pace that is sustainable for you. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the number one. We can't jump into it real quick because, like I said, that's when we lose that momentum and just say F it. Yeah. You know? Nah, we're not going to do that here. In order to... Keep the, what's it called? The momentum going. We need to be patient. Here it says, learning to be patient is perhaps the most critical skill of all. You can make incredible progress if you are consistent and patient. I think those to me are like the key words when it comes yes. to consistency and being patient. Yeah. Um, patience is everything. Do things you can sustain. New habits should feel easy, especially in the beginning. If you stay consistent and continue increasing your habits, it will get harder fast enough. It always does. So even if it seems too easy to begin with, just know that it ain't going to be like that. Yeah. You're going to increase because that's the tip number two, increase. And then you're going to kind of be at a pace where... You have to understand if it sits right with you or if you need to keep increasing. Mm -hmm. Because there's times where you don't have to constantly be increasing. If you're already kind of at a habit where you, you're fine with it and you just kind of stay consistent to maintain. doing the yeah. yeah, the maintenance part of it. Yeah, so basically number five is the patience. Just being patient with the... Keeping the sustainability there. Because yeah. that's where... Um, there's a graph where it shows laziness as part A or point A and point B is burnout and you're not trying to be an either or because that's yeah. the polarity right so yep. sustainability is right in the middle and basically that's how you keep the goal or the habit alive mm. yeah yeah when you said keep the habit alive I literally thought of like plants <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought about how our habits are like a plant or they are like something that you have to nurture and grow yes. and burnout being like over watering and lazy being not watering at all Exactly. and you could kill a plant in both those situations yeah. but knowing the plant what kind of you know environment it thrives in understanding when how often the soil needs to be you know changed or rotated or whatever it is 
Um, it's very much the same. And being patient. Roti, soil. Yeah. Like That's in order to, to in order well, you know how sometimes the croppers will go by with those long Oh yeah. Yeah, that's to kind of rotate the soil so that it doesn't just stay hard. Oh. Um, yeah. Learned from so, you today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I I mean, in my mind, I visually saw that. Yeah. And just what a habit looks like. Um, and I also thought of the bamboo plant, which takes five years to actually sprout out of the ground. Yeah. And once it does, it grows like crazy. Yeah. But imagine five years of what looks like you watering nothing. Exactly. Ends up being this strong. I mean, people could build houses out of those, uh, how strong it is. Um, and I just think in that process of you being patient, being consistent, doing the same thing over and over and over, you cannot help but change your thoughts in the process of that. Yeah. And part of why we self-sabotage or, um, you know, get in our own way of things is because we don't believe that we have the ability to be okay or st- sustain the thing we are going after. Yeah. We don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. And so we rather just kind of like, no, nah, we good over here. Because like, what if I can't do it is always the, the thing. Like, what if I, you know, I go to the gym and even when you do, or what if I meditate and then, you know, I still have a panic attack and you're just one upping the what ifs. Yeah. Right. But if you're in a habit and you're coasting in this habit that's not going to be your thought process anymore. You're not going to be saying, what if I can't do five push-ups when you're already on a hundred? Exactly. You know? So I, you're in it, it's different. It's different. Yeah. I think it's the starting point. Yeah. It's difficult. Definitely. Agree. From the outside looking in, but once you're in that thing and no stopping. No, I think once you're in it, you forget that it was difficult at first to begin with. Yeah. Cause it, that's the whole point you know you don't want to start off fast and hard because it's kind of like (laughs) hold on like this feels it's kind of like our ego we don't like change yeah you know so if we are already opposing to it it's the resistance that's not going to let the success come yeah so you have to be able to decrease the resistance which is you say no and just allowing the flow to come and then you'll realize you are that type of person that goes to the gym yes. five times a week. Girl. You are the type of person who eats a healthy meal every damn day. You know? Yeah. It, it, you start building, the, like I said, the identity of that type of person. And it kind of doesn't, you don't think about it anymore as like, oh, I want to be a healthy person. No, you, you are, are a healthy person. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's part of what you were mentioning is... Literally just speaking as if you already are, right? I would literally have to tell people when I went my whole year of not eating meat and being pescatarian, oh, I don't eat meat even before I even started. (laughs) Like eating the same time as I don't eat meat. Girl, (laughs) you a damn lie. (laughs) (laughs) However, after so long of that, or I only drink on the weekends and literally that being a thing because I wanted to, like I needed to do that for me. Um, 
But after a while, it became annoying to friends. So like, girl, we know you don't eat meat. But it was so prevalent that for that whole year that I wanted to practice that discipline, that was just what I said. I don't eat meat. I don't eat meat. Or I work out. I go to the gym. Like, those things are healthy. I am healthy. Even when you're struggling in the oh, midst yeah. of these things. Because it's the power within those words and thoughts. Because we were talking about it last time. It's That creates the feeling and then that could really impact our genes down to the genes, you know? Yes. So, I really think just, like I said, embodying that type of person, thinking you're already that type of person will help those changes to begin with. I agree. Um... <laughs> I don't know why this thought came to mind, but have you seen, there's like videos of when you have that lactose-free friend and then that's their identity? Yes. Oh my God. Hey, but it's a real thing because, no, my boyfriend is lactose intolerant and you can't even have like butter or nothing because it's bad. I feel bad. So that's why we go... We get, like, dairy-free things now. Yeah, but I'm, I have the lactose friends who are lactose and don't give a fuck. Oh, see, those... Those... You're hooking your own self up at that Listen, point. honey, that's on you. <laughs> excuse me. No, ain't no excuse me, because you knew better. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and it's only when you, when you want to claim lactose. Yes, <laughs> I'm done. Right. Do... I can't. Um, <laughs> there was something else that came to mind, but I totally forgot <laughs> Um, oh, I was going to mention, um, I really do think the power of our thoughts, our words, our everything, I really do think they're powerful because Mm -hmm. you know how I, um, I'm allergic to pork. Yeah. So do you want to hear how this happened? Sure. Because I don't really think it was like something my body was born I don't know how allergies are meant to Mm -hmm. happen, but this is what happened. And this is how I evaluated it. So growing up, I obviously couldn't eat pork because of my religion. Mm. So as a Seventh-day Adventist, you can't eat pork Mm. or shrimp because they're all, that's a cockroach of the sea. And then the pork is the most dirtiest animal, right? Damn. So basically, we just want to purify our bodies and eat the good things. So for a lot of years of my life, I couldn't eat pork. Hmm. Um, I didn't leave this church till I was like about 13, 14, around there. Um, so when I was in high school, I said, fuck it, let me try. You know, I didn't think anything of it because I just thought it was a religious thing. Didn't think my body would be affected by it, right? Right. So when I did try, um, I don't remember what even I tried, but I tried something with pork and I broke out in fucking hives, dude. Like... I would get little, like, ronchitas, which are, like, hives. Yellow bumps. And I was just like, what the fuck? So, I basically developed an allergic reaction to it because I didn't have it in my body for so long. Before, yeah. So, I don't know if it was me just saying, no, I can't eat pork or, you know, that... It's like, oh, you, no, uh, well, you, you, won't, you, you won't have it no more, girl. You just fell on yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm like, dude, shit's powerful. So if you don't want to keep doing something, just keep telling yourself you can. Yes. <laughs> and then it'll come true. And that's that other quote of if a person says they can or they can't, either way they're right. Exactly. Either way you're right. So, you know, I just think 
when I looked at the atomic habit and I looked at the idea of the trajectory of your life changing by very, very small, like very, very small habits and, and how different your life could be because of those little tiny things uh, to me, it just made so much sense. If you are on a plane and you tip the plane, you know, just a couple degrees the wrong way, it, you're not going to be where you thought she was going to be. Even if it stays in a straight line and flies exactly straight. Yeah. It's it's going to be different. And so by choosing these habits, you're choosing to change the trajectory of your life. Yeah. And that to me is, I think that's what we're all striving to do. Mm-hmm. Um and while, yes, it's difficult and it's it can be a challenge to, again, unlearn these things, definitely think having support is helpful. I definitely think accountability is necessary. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about accountability? Like, do you like other people calling you out on your shit? Because sometimes I, I'm like, get the fuck out. Like, don't <laughs> tell me what to do. This is something Then nobody asked your punk ass. Um, I, I think accountability is necessary for me. Um, do I like it? No, (laughs) not necessarily, (laughs) but I think under the right circumstances, it can be helpful because what account, what people thought they were doing by holding me accountability to me back in the day was really just shaming. Like, Oh, you look at you and that's not, I thought you said you was going to the gym. That's not a helpful. No. I thought I was too big. <laughs> that's, that's literally shaming. That's shaming as opposed to, you know, hey, what are your goals? Or did you make it to the gym? Or wait for me to tell you because you know I'm going to tell you if I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And if I ain't said shit, then I probably didn't go. But also, talking about that with somebody. Like, I found it so helpful to just say I didn't do shit. And that's where I'm at with it today. And still having somebody say, okay, well, that that week is gone. Um, what what are your goals for this week? As yeah. opposed to, so you going back, right? Those are, they're, they're different approaches. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you know, juicing or trying something different, me asking, girl, what kind of, what you got popping over there today? It's completely different of, you know, oh, I don't see you with your little green smoothie. Today. Like, yeah. those are two different attitudes. Yeah. And I really think for me, you know, speaking life is important. Um, And so accountability is helpful. When my therapist texts me in the middle of the week, because I am a person who procrastinates, it's it's part of my self-sabotage. Having someone check in is almost like an alarm. It's almost like a deadline, but in a positive way. As opposed to like, hey, hope your week's going great. I look forward to hearing about your new juice, Josie. Yeah. And you're not like freaking out because now it's a lot of pressure. You're just like, hmm, what can I try today? Like you're, you're like, still well, in- sure, <laughs> Yeah, let me look up a recipe. <laughs> like you're not. And even if that is the case, because I have had cases like that where I was like, damn, let me get this workout in because, <laughs> you know, and. While, yes, it could be a good and bad thing because I also don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm performing in order to to report to her so yeah. that she can give me praise. Because I have found myself in that, that um, 
area too where I'm like, uh, will she be, you know, disappointed? And then I'm like, no, fuck that. This is about me and the support that I need. So accountability is helpful. Kind of be a codependency symptom there too. Absolutely. You you're not like validating your own progress. You're like, oh, I need it from somebody else, or it's not powerful enough. Yes, yes. And I really that's why I say it has to. It really has to be weighed. Yeah. Because for me, all what I've learned is by taking her accountability and check ins is how to do it for myself. And because again, before the route was shameful. Yeah. And so it's helpful for me to see somebody hold me accountable in a different light. Um, and again, using that as a reference to hold myself accountable because there yesterday, right. I did not make it to swim (laughs) and I'm okay with that. I don't feel horrible about that at all. What I understand is my my reservation is already made for next week and we just going to keep rocking it out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's things like that where I, I feel like you didn't like do something negative instead of that right like you still at least found joy and comfort in doing the activity you did instead yeah i think that's another thing because we kind of think like oh shit i didn't go do this but at least you did something else that helped increase your day in some way yeah you know it's like now you fucking went to go you did nothing yeah get drunk as fuck at a bar instead of going to work out or something right that's the difference (laughs) (laughs) Girl, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> no, but it was nice to just get out and couldn't and like just but talk. But that's the thing. You still de-stressed whether it was a view that society thinks it's an Exactly. I agree because also, moderation, and not only that, but my other goal, <laughs> moderation, motherfucker. <laughs> My other goal was to socialize. Yes. It was to get out of the house and be social. So either way, the need was met. You met a goal there somewhere? I, yep, somewhere. And I still kept my previous gym um, or exercise. Because like, I, I do the gym because I'm used to the gym and I love the pool. Um, but like, for example, this week, my goal was to do a home workout. Because I'm going to need to, yeah. I'm trying to do that whether there's a gym present or not. Exactly. I want it to be for me. So that's what, when you say like progressing and just including different things and learning different ways. And once the habit is formed, which I believe it is, okay, now we can do some other things. Yeah. So yeah, I find accountability helpful, but I've also been in predicaments where you know, the moment I even look at a fucking bag of chips, I thought she was going on a diet. Like, I need you to chill the fuck out. <laughs> well, why do you think I'm always like, leave her the fuck alone? <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> you know, and and I get it because I understand what their what the intention is. And I also understand that most people are not even bred to be that type of supportive yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. So Well, I honestly could speak well, I don't know if I could speak for the whole Mexican peoples, but at least in my household family, it's kind of like, it's as fucked up as it sounds. When it comes to like dieting and shit like that, or eating healthy, it's one of those that kind of is seen as a joke. Like, they kind of like, like make jokes out of it. Like, 
Oh, look at you eating all healthy. Yes. Oh, oh, are you sure you don't want these chips? And it's like, why is that I, funny? I don't understand why we do this to our, our own peoples. You know, it's like, how about you give me some constructive criticism or help mm-hmm. me out, motivate me, join me, bro. You know, how about we all want to diet together because we could all use it. <laughs> you know, and not only that, but it's like you said, I hate the term diet. I yeah. feel like. Why can't it be a lifestyle? Why can't it be just like the way we eat junk food and and all of these sweets and carbs and all of these things? That's just a, that's a lifestyle. You're, it's the you're, Western lifestyle. It's the Western too. lifestyle. You're asking to change. Black people do the same thing, sis. When when they hear that people are vegan that are of color, I remember Sun- before. <laughs> Girl, what? <laughs> it was like you're acting like it's not a thing, mind you. We come from our art, I mean, a agricultural background. Like, what are you talking about? It should be natural, it should be natural. <laughs> but no, you want the beans and the rice and the thama- like, you want all of this shit, and that's fine. Nobody's saying you can't have that in moderation, yeah. But when I looked at this documentary called The Black Vegan, literally. And it just talked about our history with slave food and how we couldn't have nothing but the scraps. So, hence chitlins or tripes for y'all. Like, all of these different... The fried chicken. the All of the things that we love. And don't get me wrong, they fire. They're delicious. But all... You have a funeral where somebody dies from obesity or diabetes, and at the repast, they serving the same food that killed the nigga. Exactly. Why? It's like we don't learn. <laughs> we like we, why? Why? I don't understand. And but that is our culture. And so I admire that people are are looking for different avenues. Uh, why do we have to have so much GMOs in our food? Like, why do we have to, you know, be shamed or, you know, looked upon a certain way for whatever lifestyle we choose? But at the same time, people love to cry health. Oh, well, I'm just concerned about your health. And me being plus size doesn't automatically make me unhealthy. Exactly. Not automatically. Yeah. Granted, the escalators might fuck (laughs) me up if I try to walk. But... That's why I took that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mama. And not only that, I respectfully, thank you for your concern, but there's a better way. Yeah. There's a better way. So I, I do appreciate accountability that shows me how to be gentle with myself. Because as you said, the last step is patience. Yeah. If you can't be patient with yourself, then it's important that you get somebody who can be that patience while you don't have it. Yeah. So, I I think that's, for me, it's helpful. Yeah, that is pretty helpful. I feel like for, for myself, I don't really like <laughs> feedback about anything. I don't, I don't even like reading my own essays because <laughs> I don't like seeing if it's wrong, right or wrong. Like, I honestly would type, even my fucking master's paper, it was a hundred page paper, I just turned it in, didn't even reread. Because it was one of those that I don't like feedback. So to me, it's difficult taking stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's why I said, I'm like, who the fuck asked you? Like, get the hell out of here. Nobody asked you. Yeah, so. Why is that a thing for you, though? Do, why do you struggle with criticism? 
or feedback, even feedback. I don't know. Like I, that's something I've been like trying to like investigate because mm-hmm. I'm like, it goes back to that and it goes to um, like performance anxiety. Like when I'm have to give even presentations at school, like my anxiety would go haywire. Like mm-hmm. so, I'm still trying to determine why those things are because I can't pinpoint anything. So, I don't know, but even, like, when my boyfriend, like, tells me, like, something encouraging, I'm just like, girl, fucker. Like, 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 of course, I'm like, thank you, but it's, like, cringe as fuck. And, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out why, but. Makes sense. I know it's positive. It's not like they're trying to be dicks to me, so I'm just trying to work on myself so I don't come off as get the hell out of here again because right. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what I do a lot like I'm like mm. dismiss whatever's trying to like even if it's a positive compliment or something I like dismiss it I'm like nah so I mean so what is your love language how does one show you or encourage you or be a friend to you if that is I'm more like bothersome a quality time type of person ah. I hate gifts don't ever give me a gift because I will never open it in front of you. Oh, like there's, been, I ever like <laughs> I can even pick, picture a scenario where I was like 15 and someone gave me a gift and I they're like open it I'm like no, nah. and I was forced to open it and it, that kind of like even made that situation worse. Okay, but good to know. I don't like gifts. I really don't care for gifts. So more my thing is more of quality time. Like just chill with me, listen to each other talk. Like if we could have like a Back and forth conversation about something cool. I'm I'm all there. Is That's that why thing. they call us besties? <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> okay, but yeah, like so. But then even then, okay, quality time is helpful. Um, if someone's spending quality time and you're having a conversation. Or do you also feel like you're able to ask for the support you need because? If if maybe like accountability is not the approach they should take with you, do you have a better solution for them to give you? Uh, no, that's something I'm trying to work on too. Because gotcha. I, since a young age, had this. I call it dumb now because I don't think this is a mentality we should have. That we're so independent, we don't need nobody. Mm. But that was like as I can remember since a young age, that was my thing. Like I don't need nobody, and it was like. Don't help me. Don't try to do anything for me because I got my own stuff. So I yeah. think that's that kind of plays a part into it too because it's like I don't care what you try to tell me because I I know what I gotta do. Right. So I think that kind of goes hand in hand with that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So kind of more of like a I have like just I'm I feel strong. Like I got for me. Some, yes. Yeah. Like it's like and now within myself now I'm like girl chill the hell out. <laughs> like we all need support. Everybody we need all somebody help. We sometimes. all need, you know, from time to time, of course. Like, you yeah. Know, um, but yeah, I don't know if it's my introvert self that likes to be alone more of the time, independent, quote unquote. But nah, I I understand yeah. how we as a person should be able to flow with more than just yourself. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, the question that comes. Well, the the question that comes to mind is one that I just asked, which is how would you even know how to explain to somebody like this is what I need versus get the fuck out of here and yeah. don't 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 tell me about that. 
but also that comes that just comes with learning yourself like you said you're in the process of learning those things yeah you're trying to navigate and figure out like what is that but also i think back to some of the the stories you've told me where it was like you got you because literally that's all that had you back then like you didn't really have a whole lot of people you could rely on or exactly. depend on. So why would you start now? Yeah. <laughs> and I think thing. I also yeah. saw it from like my mom's like my mom's perspective because she was more independent, always trying to raise us. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that also could play part in it of me thinking I got it. Like no one needs to have my back for things. But I'm obviously trying to disseminate that concept theory that I have because like I said, I don't think that's how we should be. Because we, I mean, for myself, I'm not allowing certain love or whatever to, or support that could help me and not deteriorate me or anything, you know? Right. Because I think that's what it is. I feel like if I do let someone help me, it's like, but if it fucking goes to shit, then I, someone else is to blame. Yeah. Because I didn't have full control over it. You know, yes. yeah. Oh, so it's that's the control. Wait a minute. It might just be a control issue. And that's how we find things out. Yeah. Like I said last time, <laughs> verbiage, the words we say is yeah. when we find things out. So this is exactly what you it said. may be control. It may be me trying to control every aspect of my life. And that's something I'm literally working on because I'm like, I can't control everything, dude. Like, yeah, you really can't. It's and it's really. T- I would uh, can only imagine that it would be tiring yes. to, you know, every second of every moment trying to hold all of these things together. And I can only imagine that it causes pain when it doesn't go the way that it's supposed to. Which I mean, I think it would cause pain whether you were trying to control it or not. But the fact that you're focused on trying to control it seems like it would be difficult. That's I'm telling you, that's something lately that has been a, like a topic in my journal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> control, control, control. And it's, it could be in different aspects of my life. And I think it could be positive and negative, depending on how much, you know, you push it. Yeah. It's kind of like moderation, everything in moderation. Because I feel like control is good when it comes to building habits. Yeah. Because you're able to control you following through on them, you know? So, I don't know. I am working on that. <laughs> work in progress is a work in progress. Hey, that's what it is. We got to yeah. learn from things that are, like I said, no longer serving us. That's how yeah. I see it. Like, I'm like, I could continue on this path of independence. Hyper-independence. Yeah, it is it's hyper-independence. Like, yeah. But, I obviously already see it not leading me anywhere, so... That's why I'm trying to make that change now. Yeah, and that's dope. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the baby steps for me. Exactly. Like I say, it's the growth because, you know, you are worthy of, like, love and you're worthy of friendships mm-hmm. and support. And even now, you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, without trying to make you feel uncomfortable, like, I'm just hoping that you know that without yeah. being able to like make you feel awkward because of compliments. I do know people who compliments just freak them out. Yeah. Like it's a no for them. And again, I wouldn't know that unless I was really studying their body language because they wouldn't necessarily tell me or mm-hmm. they say, Hey, I know you mean well, but it just makes me uncomfortable to receive compliments. 
not because of you, just my thing. Yeah. And and again, knowing how to maneuver from that. I feel like it's the same with anybody. Even though control is, you know, it's a thing that you can struggle with. I mean, every person has a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah. Yeah, I see it as a lingering side effect of codependency. Because mm. it really is, you know... Always having to care for everyone and not for yourself. I kind of see it that way. Having to control everything else. So. Damn, that's facts. I'm still trying to. Yeah. I feel like I'm not codependent no more. But like I said, lingering side effects. Because it's still things you have to, like you said, baby steps work on. Yeah. But. Yeah. We'll eventually get there. That's (laughs) interesting. Yeah, because and I find it interesting because when I think of codependency in my perspective, I'm thinking of all the things that I I couldn't control or I didn't control or I went along with because it was out of my control. Mm -hmm. And from your perspective of, well, no, these are the things that I'm trying to take control of and where I'm trying to fit in and, and choosing what I choose, I feel like. You know, that perspective is just so different from what I would have, like the side effect of codependency as opposed to, well, I mean, I guess there was a time when I was younger where I was just like, I'm solid. I don't need nobody. Big per. I feel like even younger, like I'm saying, at younger age, it was worse. It was worse. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I think we were in that, like. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Like, I got me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, too, I could see how I struggle with authority. Especially, I just feel like I struggle with poor leadership and just poor, like, unemotionally intelligent people. Especially now that I'm progressing and growing, they agitate me a lot. It's too, this is how I see it. And when it comes to codependency, you're in a state of chaos constantly, right? Yes. And when leaderships or, you know, someone in authority above us does not have proper boundaries or they're just very... Um, Neurotic. Dysfunctional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That does not sit well with me anymore. And it may not sit with well with you either anymore. Sure because we're in that path of changing mm-hmm. and we're trying to remove ourselves from the chaos yeah. because that's, we don't thrive on chaos no more. Right. We may have as a child because that's all we knew. Right. But not no more. And that's when I'm like, remove bye. Mm-hmm. you know, and we gotta, that's when we have to establish those boundaries and do what we've learned so that right. we don't revert back to those old habits of chaos mentality, you know, living. Yeah. Cause Best believe those dysfunctional families, that's what it is. And, and even that, even that, like the dysfunctional family, the um, hyper-independence, all of these things literally just became habits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like learning how to shut down when shit gets crazy is something you learn <laughs> that at this point is not even a habit. It's happening just automatically. Being hyper-independent or your body naturally cringing it's, at this point, that's some shit you can't even control. That's why it's so funny. It's too habitual. <laughs> it's too, it's habitual to the point where you can't even control the reaction. It just happens. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> like, I'm like, fuck. Like, 
it, it gets hard because I'm like, I try to be proactive about things. I'm like, but like you said, they're so habitual that I don't even think before it happens. Yeah. So that's when it comes a little difficult to try to break that habit or, you know, revert it. But yeah. I know it's possible. It's just taking the time to yeah be more mindful about everything that I do. That's Agreed. how I feel like I will get to, yeah. get to changing that. Yeah, that's facts. It gets tricky when it comes to, and it and it, it sucks because does. codependency is something that's not often talked about, right? And it's not something you're diagnosed with, right? So that's why it's more dismissed often because mm-hmm. you're like, what if it's not that? If it is, it's not. It's not in your DSM, DSM right? <laughs> They don't fuck with us if it ain't in there, which is crazy because it wasn't. I mean, but those and it's crazy because the DSM five is basically only the ones that you could get billed for. Yes, and that's why. Yes, exactly. That's why to me, I love psychology, but no. Yeah. This whatever. Psychiatry. That's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could really get into that topic, and I we will one day. Yes. That's a. What's the crazy one? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, have you ever been? And I think I've asked you this: the Hollywood Museum of Psychiatry. Mm-mm, I haven't been there. We gotta go. I'm done. Like I'm, I'm actually inviting you on air, and I will let y'all know. <laughs> you don't you go let, with me. Let them know. <laughs> I got a little. <laughs> I'm not feeling that great. Um, I think that'll prep us well for when we do talk about yeah, that. Cause... That'd be awesome. Yeah, because these topics are, like I said. They're out there. A lot of us deal with it. And yeah. it's, it's important to talk about it. So, I mean, like people like myself, because I, I don't I don't consider myself a person that has healed or knows it all. You know, yeah. I feel like, yes, I'm still in the journey, but I think that's what is. I'm like humbled and understanding that I'm, I don't know it all. And yeah. I, I share what I do know because it's mm-hmm. helped me and I. I love sharing shit because it's like, yeah. come on guys, you guys all need to learn this stuff. Everyone needs to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's the beauty of this podcast is, I and I, I hope we make it clear, we don't know everything. Um, but the things that we are learning and the things that we do know... I feel like I would have wanted somebody to teach me about. I would have wanted somebody to tell me. I would have wanted homegirls I could chop it up with and yeah. talk about this instead of engaging in toxic behaviors because we didn't know any better. Yeah. This, to me, feels better than sitting in a car drinking because we ain't got shit else to do. It's true. <laughs> and that used to be my shit, you know? And so, for me, knowing that Somebody hears this. Somebody has can relate to one aspect, and what makes it dope is it's not just one person talking. It's it's two of us with different experience, but so many similarities. And if we can, for whatever reason, the universe had it aligned, just be able to meet and form a platform where we have an audience and people who care to listen. Then shit, if we don't do it for nothing else, that's worth it. Yeah. I feel like it's a safe space. Yeah. And I think that's that's what I like to do is just hold that safe space for to provide the information and also for others to be able to share what they feel about it. Right. Because it could be a conversational thing. Yeah. You know? and I think it should be because that 
kind of gets you your motors going and thinking about the absolutely too. or maybe build a new habit for today <laughs> maybe build a new habit yeah. speaking of building a new habit i've been testing the visualization theory oh. that has been very cool i found it a lot more difficult to visualize things that i hadn't done and so with that i am um <laughs> requesting that we do a vision board (laughs) okay because i could you know again see myself performing the act but then it just got me excited about well how much further could i go yeah like what else could i visualize could i visualize the next year could i visualize the next five um yeah but it started with literally like two minutes i think i would do one to two minutes a morning of, okay, this is what we're going to do. These are the clients I got to talk to. This is the outfit I'm going to wear. And, like, really seeing my day coming in and enjoying it. Yeah. And I just found that to be so helpful. I, like, I, I'm glad that's something I've incorporated. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the preconceived notions, right? Mm-hmm. We, if somebody tells us something about a person, we already have that pre- preconceived notion going into it. And we already see that person in a certain light. Right. So if we use kind of like visualization to build a preconceived notion of, you know, that goal or how you're, you want your day to go and you make it a positive one, you're going to see your day as a positive one. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's a, pop, a good tool yeah. to use. It's definitely helpful. Yeah. I'm glad you used it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was using it for, um, you know, uh, going on walks. Okay, girl. And, uh, how was that? I, so here's the thing. I don't like going on walks anymore around <laughs> my community because okay. I could only do it at nighttime. And I actually live in a good one. Um, even though I live in a pretty good community, I just, eh, you don't know nowadays what's you going on in the world, know. you know? Yeah. Um, and then my boyfriend's like, yeah, I'd rather you not go at nighttime too. You know, just safety reasons. Right. So I was like, wait, we have a fucking treadmill in the back. So, I just started using the treadmill because I was like, bro, what the fuck have I been doing with myself? <laughs> I've been using the excuse of I don't have time because I can't go at nighttime. But then, look at you. Look so, at Jesus. what I've been doing is when I get home, I have like about an hour before my boyfriend gets home. And I'm like, perfect. I basically, at least a mile, take a shower and then I'm set. Yes. I'm like, okay, we're good for That's the rest dope. of the day. So, I think it's three days strong now, so. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, thank you, visualization. Okay, it's or whatever. It's not outside my community, but it worked out, and it's, it's happening. Whether it's, it's happening. it's a different environment, you know? I was like, I think it just prepped me for it, and I'm like, yeah, we're going, we're doing it. So That's what's up. Yeah, it's working out. <laughs> You better keep going. <laughs> yes. Well, or, no, or no. That's Step number. Yeah. I started off small. Because yeah. obviously I've read the book. So I already knew the tips and stuff. But I did start off small. And um, I walked. That's how I started off small. I walked a mile. And then I kind of increase and decrease as it goes. Yeah. You know. I fuck with my. And then incline here mm-hmm. and there. Yeah. So I don't know. It. It's going well. 
And I will keep the momentum going. We love that for you. So I just gotta be patient. You know, like you gotta be five. patient, like number five. And also think of ways that we could support you should you fall off track that won't make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I, think about that too yeah. <laughs> while you got it. Because, no, I just think everybody needs a little something. Ooh, <laughs> a little something. <laughs> Every now and then, you yeah. know. That's too crazy. I promise I won't cuss you guys out. I mean, and that's the thing. Even if you do, I would be like, girl, bye. Like, I will roll my eyes at you and be like, so anyways. Because you already know. <laughs> yes or no. God damn it. <laughs> but I love that. So, yeah. I I love this idea. I love, um, you know, Atomic Habits. Um, I really, I mean. The similarities between Atomic Habits and The Mountain Is You is, are so similar. Yeah. Um, I think the similarities um, between the two, really, The Mountain Is You takes a more psychological dive. Mm-hmm. And I like that Atomic Habits is very much, these are the steps and in, in actions. And I think paired together, those are some really great tools. And he also uses... Um, research based on his book so mm. it's, it goes hand in hand with research with yeah how he talks about his steps so right i feel like that kind of makes it more like okay i believe it okay <laughs> right like mm, okay so you got some facts to back that up yeah. sure so yes i'm really glad we talked about this today i do feel like it's helpful um i do feel like whether you have ia support human support um you know just find ways to lace yourself well for success yeah um whatever the habit is that you're looking to change whatever direction that you're looking to go start to call yourself that start to believe in that if you are you know, someone aspiring to be a certain kind of person, call yourself that now. Yeah. Um, you know, think about all the things we say to ourselves subconsciously or just out of nowhere. We'll say something like, damn, that I'm stupid or shit, I fucked up or whatever it is. But it's I hardly ever hear people outright call themselves beautiful or outright call themselves powerful yeah. or, you know, just... All, other terms and I don't know if that's because people think it's kind of narcissist or or arrogant but I do know that it's something that needs to be said more often than the negative oh yeah um so yeah think about how you want to identify um I'm really interested in seeing what this vision board situation looks like yeah I personally love me a good digital one but we could also do paper we'll we'll let y'all know y'all can join in with us yeah and and show us what your vision board is looking like because here's the thing we are way in the middle of August <laughs> well we are in August oh, really? and it's still not too late you don't have to wait till January 1st to change your habits you don't have to wait till even till next quarter or the next full moon like you can start today you can start now you can start whenever you choose um and so I just look forward to progressing and growing yeah I think it's Choose something you want to start new. I, I think one new habit is something that you could do at least a month. 
and you could kind of start to change your life. Yeah. Kind of like the other quote that we were going to choose says, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of success is found in your daily routine. And that's by John C. Maxwell. Yes. Make some changes, get a new habit, and, you know, you'll start to see your life change in the path that you want it to go. Agreed. And that's the beauty in atomic habits and understanding sabotage in the way we refrain from Uh holding ourselves back. So, we love y'all. Hope you learned some great things. Feel free to chop it up with us. Reach out to us on Instagram. I'm working on that. It should be up and running today. Yeah. We love that for us. Um, and look forward to some new content coming soon. We're excited about that. We're not going to tell you exactly what it is, but be on the lookout. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Bye. Peace. That concludes today's episode. Thanks for coming through to chop it up with us. We're really glad you're here. Feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. It's a no for me, K-N-O-W. And also, give us a nice rating. We'd love to hear your feedback. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay grounded in love and stay solid.